to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome, and let's get started. Well, as promised, today is the follow-up to last week's episode with the always insightful Mark Jackson. I had a sort of funny moment last week as I was getting ready to title the episode. I always try to come up with short, catchy titles. Sometimes the titles come right away when I'm doing the episode. Sometimes I'll be in the shower or doing something and I'll come up with it. And sometimes I'm sitting there on Tuesday morning ready to upload the episode and waiting for a title to hit me. So looking for the missing piece of the puzzle. And when I do controversial episodes, or at least episodes where big tech will block, censor, or shadow ban my work, I look for workarounds. How can I title it so the bots won't see it, so they won't ban my work? And as I was going through this last week, I finally had this freeing thought, which was, fuck these guys and their censorship. I'm going to title it Punching Karl Marx. My original thought was punching that fat, hairy bastard Karl Marx repeatedly in his anti-humanist, anti-American face, but the writer in me who values concise, succinct titles wouldn't greenlight it. So punching Karl Marx it is, that hairy anti-humanist. You know that game where you ask other men if you could fight any man, dead or alive, who would it be? For me, it's not even close. I would love to kick the living crap out of Karl Marx for all the misery and death he has caused my human tribe. Just a couple of rounds, please. I know that's not very enlightening of me, and I'm not advocating violence, just having a bit of fun at Marx's expense. It's just the more that I read about Marx and his ideas, the more the warrior in me is ready to defend the children. Today's episode is a Firestarter solo episode, but I hope it acts as a primer into how Marxism is impacting our government-run education system. Indeed, our collective education system. And I have borrowed heavily from the Epoch Times great book, How the Specter of Communism is Ruling Our World. I don't think they'll mind, and I will leave a reference to it at the end. My hope is parents of young children will roll up their sleeves and find a better option for their kids. If only a few of you do this, then this episode will have served its purpose. No great civilization in the history of humanity has taken education lightly. The fundamental purpose of education is to maintain humanity's moral standards and preserve its divinely bestowed culture. It is the means by which knowledge and craftsmanship are imparted and people socialize. Traditionally, the well-educated respect heaven, believe in the divine, and seek to follow the virtue of benevolence. My friends, we have gotten far away from this. We have been in a war and not been told about it, just now beginning to see the signs of this war. We have allowed the American Marxists to define who we are as we the people. They defame us, slander our ancestors and our history, and trash our founding documents and principles. They are mostly reprobates who hate the country in which they live and have contributed nothing to its betterment. Their ideology and worldview are based on the arguments and beliefs of Karl Marx, a deeply disturbed individual whose writings are responsible for the enslavement, impoverishment, torture, and death of untold millions. Marx hated humanity and everything we stand for, and it showed in his ideas, principles, and poetry. Think about that for a minute. First, a quote by the great Malcolm X, who said, quote, Don't ever let your enemy educate your children, unquote. Oh, ho. 
The complete breakdown of American education is one of the most distressing things to have had happened to our country in the past few decades, and it signals the success of communism's mission to infiltrate and corrupt Western society. Especially pernicious is the American Marxist control over our public schools and college classrooms, with the full support and active role of the two national teachers' unions, the NEA and the AFT, where your children and grandchildren are being taught to hate our country and are brainwashed with racist and sexual propaganda. Without your knowledge, let alone your consent, districts around the country have integrated critical race theory and transgender sexual identity politics into school curriculum, and these are full-on Marxist agendas. One of the reasons that communists and Marxists target education is to ensure the next generation of students will be foolish and ignorant and vulnerable to manipulation, teaching obedience, compliance, and conformity to their Marxist agenda. Individuals with little knowledge and poor critical thinking skills are unable to recognize the Marxist arsenal of lies and deception. And we saw this in spades during the COVID onslaught, didn't we? For the Marxists to have we the people abandon their beliefs and support an autocratic government that can allegedly manage our lives better than we can, the culture must be attacked and seized. Are you following me? So consequently, many areas of the country and growing American history, civics, and for many Americans, familial, ethnicities, ancestries, and religious faith are being dishonored and degraded. Education is being infused with a Marxist-oriented, extremely divisive, racist, and intersectional ideology where teachers and parents alike are compelled, hell required, to participate in and embrace their own indoctrination, their own slavery. This indoctrination was first spread in our colleges and universities where it reigns supreme and as such there is little left of academic freedom and free speech. Those pursuing degrees in education have been especially targeted. These radical ideas are hard to escape in education schools. The higher one goes up the educational hierarchy, the more likely he or she is to have had a lengthy exposure to extremist ideas and less likely to reject them. Today, to rise to a position of influence in education, one must make it through a minefield of graduate education courses that are intended to indoctrinate the gullible and weed out the recalcitrant. Thus, ruining traditional education is an indispensable step in the communist Marxist playbook to sever the connection between humanity and the divine. To this end, communism has adopted various strategies to undermine education both in the East and here in the West. In America, the communist Marxist infiltration is manifested in five areas. I'll list them off and then we'll take a look at a few of these. The first is promoting communist ideology among the young. Second, reducing the young generation's exposure to traditional culture. Number three is lowering academic standards starting in primary school. Number four, indoctrinating young students with deviated notions. And fifth is feeding students selfishness, greed, and indulgence. So the first one is promoting communist ideology among the young. And Lisa and I saw this firsthand with our son. Prior to taking him out of the government Marxist indoctrination program, I watched as his intellectual development seemed to stagnate over the years. He is an extremely bright young man, and I watched as his reading, writing, and math and critical thinking skills seemed to flatline, and I wasn't the only parent who noticed this. 
The government-run schools were pushing all sorts of Marxist ideology instead of teaching proper math, reading, writing, and science. And there was zero critical thinking skills being taught. Everything is how you feel about everything, gender, race, etc., etc. And in many school districts across the nations, parents are no longer allowed on school grounds. This is true here in Seattle. Why do you think Marxist schools are doing their best to keep concerned parents away from the school? Why aren't they transparent about what sorts of ideas they are exposing the children to? Why all the hiding? That's a reasonable question, isn't it? And kids are discouraged from bringing books and materials home. Why is that? What happens if more and more parents start to look under the hood at what is being taught and pushed onto our kids as value? And the reason for the decline of grades is not that students today are not as intelligent as before, but because of communism is quietly carrying out a war against the next generation, using education as a weapon. Charlotte Thompson Iserbite, a former senior policy advisor to the U.S. Department of Education, wrote in 1992, and it is is just as true today that, quote, the reason Americans do not understand this war is because it has been fought in secret in the schools of our nation, targeting our children who are captive in classrooms. The wagers of the war are using very sophisticated and effective tools, unquote. Aho. The second one is reducing the young generation's exposure to traditional culture. You see this in spades. Public schools no longer recite the Pledge of Allegiance, and there's no civics where students learn about the Founding Fathers or the Declaration of Independence or the U.S. Constitution. U.S. history is being smeared as schools no longer acknowledge the founding of our nation in 1776. This, to a Marxist, is an irrelevant fact. And if you're going to teach future generations to hate the country, it's best not to go into our proud history. In America, our great nation, one generation after another, has been willing to sacrifice everything, and many paid the ultimate price in defense of this country and its founding principles from foreign enemies, and they believed that America and her principles were worth fighting and dying for, and for many Americans, family members were among these. The third is lowering academic standards starting in primary school. Ay ay ay. John Taylor Gatto, a wonderful teacher and writer and pro-humanity warrior, he was actually the teacher of the year when I was there in New York City. His students absolutely adore him. He wrote, quote, Pick up a fifth grade math or rhetoric textbook from 1850, and you'll see that the texts were pitched then on what today would be considered college level, unquote. So, fifth grade in mid-1800s is now the college level of today's young person. Think about that statement for a second. Shocking as it is, this is where we're at. If there is not a sense of urgency to this, what other issue do you see that is more urgent to the future of our nation? Tell me, please, I'm all ears. The term dumbing down students has been around for a while now, and you see this a lot in books the past decade or two. An education report titled A Nation at Risk reported this, quote, For the first time in the history of our country, the educational skills of one generation will not surpass, will not equal, will not even approach those of their parents, unquote. Think about that. Unbelievable. The report cites some shocking findings. In addition to the U.S. students, grades often ranked near the bottom compared to those students in other nations. 23 million American adults were illiterate. That is, they only possessed the most basic reading, writing, and comprehension skills. Scores on the SAT have declined dramatically, with the average verbal score dropping more than 50 points and the average math score dropping nearly 40 points. It's trending in a downward direction. 
To avoid making the American education system look bad, in 1994, the College Board redefined the scores of the SAT. When the modern form of the SAT began to be adopted in 1941, the average score of the language exam was 500 points out of a possible 800. By the 1990s, the average score had dropped to 424 points. What did the College Board do? They redefined 424 points as 500 points, so there would be the appearance of improvement or at least stasis in education metrics. Isn't that interesting? Did you know this? This is a typical Marxist strategy. The fourth one is indoctrinating young students with deviated notions. Where to even start here? Sex education to kindergartners? Are you kidding me? Ay, ay, ay. And not even sex education, which wouldn't be appropriate either. It's a sort of weird, convoluted, confusing brand of gender fluidity where each day you can declare a different pronoun. Biological men can carry babies. What is this Marxist cesspool of ideas and confusion creating in the minds of our young people? Let kids be kids. Leave your godless Marxist, anti-American, anti-human humanity crap at the door. I saw a great meme the other day. It says, I don't care what gender you identify as. If you are having inappropriate sexual conversations with my child, I will identify you as a pinata, unquote. Oh, that's great. Or how about critical race theory? Uh, white people are inherently racist. Black people are always needing our help. How is this not racist for all of us? The Marxist wants we the people divided and arguing about nonsense. We win when we don't bite. I don't care what color your skin is. If you're here, you're an American and part of us. We the people. We're proud. I respect you and I respect your hero's journey. And I ask you to do the same for me as I find my way and try to leave this planet and country in better shape than I found it. And I appreciate your partnership. Clear thinking parents have had enough of all this crap. And it all comes out of the ideas of Karl Marx and communism implemented right down in your local public schools, and the teachers can't figure it all out. I don't blame them, not really anyways. They're just trying to hold down a job. Oh, some might nod their heads to what I'm saying, but most know that if they took their heads out of the sand and looked into all this, they may not be able to keep doing what they're doing all day long and hold their heads up high. And the fifth and final is feeding students selfishness, greed, and indulgence. I don't want to harp on this as young people tend to be fairly self-referencing. Hell, I know plenty of indulgent, selfish adults, and I can even own my own shadow here a bit. So for me, this isn't the most important one. Then there's the whole math is racist thing. It seems so absurd as to be out of the Babylon Bee or the Onion or one of these satirical magazines, but here we have it. For the Marxist, anything and anyone that challenges their strange anti-humanist views must be a racist. You're a racist if you challenge me. Let's take a brief look at the Oregon Board of Education. They put this out recently. Apparently, they're going to be fighting racism in mathematics by having their middle school teachers take an ethnomathematics course. Uh, the newsletter said that their Pathways to Math Equity micro course is designed for middle school teachers and is for dismantling racism in mathematics. How is mathematics possibly racist, you ask? Well, the Department of Education in Oregon says the toolkit will include ways that white supremacy culture allegedly infiltrates math classrooms. These, um, these tactics include the focus on getting the right answer including requiring their students to show their work and other manifestations. So apparently showing your work is racist and white supremacy, as well as coming up with the right answer in math. First of all, this is completely absurd and a racist statement 
in itself to imply that minorities can't be good at math. It's just not true. Uh, it's racist to show your work and come up with the right answer, really? Can you imagine structural engineers at NASA or Boeing not insisting on the right answer to their complex problems? If engineers aren't expected to have the right answers in math, how does a nation build anything? Roads, buildings, bridges, rockets, computer networks, etc., etc., etc. All take precise math solutions. Think about a nation that can't do math. The Marxists have spent years dumbing down our kids, and with the lower math scores and standards now in full view, they're hoping to sell you this whole the correct answer in math is racist crap, instead of taking a cold hard look at the real culprits of this sham, the Marxists who have created the curriculum in our modern day government schools. They're counting that you won't see the urgency and importance of this. Parents, the culprits of this are coming into very clear view, I think. This content can be dark and depressing, I know that, difficult to look at, difficult to work with. But parents are pushing back on Marx and his impact in our schools all over this great nation. And even if you don't see it firsthand, it's happening. So support these parents, even if you don't agree with their politics, they might be seeing something that you haven't been looking at or haven't quite noticed yet. They are actually warriors for a better education for your child, seriously. And there's much good news emerging from this fight with the Marxist takeover in public schools, but there's a lot of work to be done. We need more parents and teachers to say enough. We need more warriors to take a stand and challenge and run for school boards, no matter where you're at. And we need more parents to vote with their feet and find ways to educate your kids outside of the Marxist indoctrination. I know not everyone can afford a private school. I get that. But often there are creative ways to make a school choice work for your family. There are tuition reduction programs, scholarships, there are homeschooling co-ops. Sometimes more hours can be worked and income generated by one partner or another in a household. My point is that I hope you see that helping your young person navigate this is crucial, maybe the most important thing that you do for them. I can tell you that I can already see a huge difference in my 15-year-old son. He's developing again intellectually. He's having to work hard at his studies for the first time, really. He's reading classic literature and is having to formulate and write his ideas out in longer essays. And the math is classic math, the ones the engineers use, not the strange dumbing down math that the Marxist schools use called Common Core. Do you know the math they teach in public schools is not the math that structural engineers and architects use? Nope. Engineers use classic math, and if your kid is going to public school, they aren't being taught that. Think about that for a second. One exceptional resource and one that can help you see the light at the end of the tunnel is the President's Advisory 1776 Commission Report. Yes, it was worked on by Trump's team and published in January of 2021. They worked on it as a blueprint of an American renewal with education being one such part of a renewal. No matter if you are left, right, or center, the report is required reading. It shows in living color what a strong American education can look like, and it is particularly attractive when juxtaposed next to the government Marxist school that is currently happening down the street. Here's a part I found in a section called Scholarship of Freedom. Let's see if any of this resonates as truthful for you. The commission report said, quote, universities in the United States are often hotbeds of anti-Americanism, libel, and censorship that combine to generate in students and in the broader culture alike, at the very least, disdain and at worst, outright hatred for this country. The founders insisted that universities should be at the core of preserving American republicanism by instructing students and future leaders of its true basis and instilling in them not just an understanding, but a reverence for its principles and core documents. 
Today, our higher education system does almost the precise opposite. Colleges peddle resentment and contempt for American principles and history alike. In the process, and historical truth shames Americans by highlighting only the sins of their ancestors and teaches claims of systemic racism that can only be eliminated by more discrimination, is an ideology intended to manipulate opinions more than educate minds. Deliberately destructive scholarship shatters the civic bonds that unite all Americans. It silences the discourse essential to a free society by breeding division, distrust, and hatred among citizens. And it is the intellectual force behind so much of the violence in our cities, suppression of free speech in our universities, and defamation of our treasured national statues and symbols. To restore our society, academics must return to the vocation of relentlessly pursuing the truth and engaging in honest scholarship that seeks to understand the world and America's place in it, unquote. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to me punch at Karl Marx some more. I love punching that guy. Hopefully you heard something new or something maybe was murky that became a bit more in focus. If the only thing you came away with is realizing that there is an epic battle for the country and the minds of our kids, that might be just what you needed to hear to find new terrain for yourself and your loved ones. Remember, I am one of we the people, just like you. Don't let them divide us. Which side will you fight for? Make no mistake about it, dear listeners. You can either fight and defend Karl Marx, he who hates humanity, or you can educate yourself and join us in strengthening what is good about America, which has always been we the people, backed by the courage of our ancestors and the greatest founding principles that have ever been birthed on this incredible planet we share. To buy How the Specter of Communism is Ruling Our World, go to the Epoch Times at www.theepochtimes.com and you will see it there in their store. I also highly recommend the President's Advisory 1776 Commission Final Report. This is essential reading and shows a clear path forward, even for the recovering Marxist. There's remedies in there for all of the things that we spoke about today. You can find a downloadable copy on Google. Hillsdale College has a copy, and there's a President's Archive page that has it as well. You'll see a whole bunch of uh, downloadable PDFs of this. Again, it is the President's Advisory 1776 Commission Final report. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors. And good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Base Camp for Men.